if your conscious mind is telling you to do something and your unconscious mind is telling you to do something else, you're going to be out of alignment. You're going to be in distress because they're not congruent. So how can you expect a congruent outcome, a positive outcome of what you're trying to do, who you're trying to be, if you haven't gotten clear on what's buried in your unconscious mind? This is Creating Consciousness, a podcast reflecting back to you the energies of your subconscious through tarot, channeling, and spiritual guidance. I'm Rebecca Weirman, intuitive, spiritual coach, and energy worker. You found this podcast because it's the next step in your healing journey. Together, we will explore the depths of your subconscious to awaken and welcome this consciousness. Hello, Conscious Creators. Welcome back to Creating Consciousness. I'm so happy you're here. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, I'm sending you a big energetic hug because I am just so happy you are tuning in, listening, and showing up for your highest self. I thank you because uh, without you, this podcast wouldn't grow. But your highest self also thanks you because this podcast is going to help you rewire and reprogram the way you think and you're going to awaken and welcome this consciousness. Mm, I'm so, so happy you're here. I literally have chills and I'm giddy. Perhaps that's also because I'm back in California. Mm, You know it's my happy place. I love it here. It's a nice break from the 120 degree weather we were experiencing in Arizona. And now I'm cuddled up in a sweatsuit in the 60 degree weather of Monterey. I'm happy. I'm happy as a clam. And you know what? I honestly needed this vacation, this shift to help me recenter and step back into my personal consciousness. If you listen to last week's episode, then you know that I was in this place of feeling stuck and that I needed to shift my environment, create change, and start habit stacking to really feel better. And, you know, I'm just going to be honest with you. Sometimes the change you need is to take a damn vacation. So let this be your sign to hop in the car, go on a road trip, or book a ticket to a place you want to go. Because honestly, it's the reset we all need right now after being cooped up in our houses for over a year. So let this be your sign. (laughs) Okay, enough about me, enough about vacation. We need to get into today's episode because it is jam-packed with information. And today, you will meet Keely Miracle. She is an incredible healer, mind mapper, and coach. And I am obsessed with her. We dove deep into consciousness. We dove deep into ancestral repatterning and reprogramming. And there is just so much in this episode for you to digest. If you haven't listened to last week's episode on getting unstuck, 
I recommend listening to that episode first because it does create a basis and foundation for what we talk about in today's episode. If you haven't listened to episode 79, Understanding Consciousness, I recommend listening to that one too. And oh my God, I have to stop because I am sitting at my desk recording this and outside my window is this gorgeous deer that just stopped and is staring at me through the window and I am just like freaking out. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. That was my ADD moment. It's so funny that that just happened because also when we get into the episode, Keely and I were having our ADD moments, but hey, we're human. That's how life goes. And the last little housekeeping note before we dive into the juiciness that this episode is, is that I still have slots available for energy healing sessions this month. These energy healing sessions are designed to be an abridged version of the three or six month long intuitive healing containers, giving you a taste of the shadow work, neuroscience, and divination magic that we go through on that journey. But all that just jam-packed into one energy healing session to help you move through a situation or problem or to just give yourself the self-care that you need. You can use code SHADOW at checkout for 20% off an energy healing session. Sign up because these slots go fast and I would love to work with you. If those slots are all taken, then I would love to have you join me for one of the three events I am hosting this July. The first one is a free energy healing for the SHADOW event. During that event, you will be led through a meditation to meet your shadow. And while in that meditative state, you will receive energy healing. The next two events are paid events on a sliding scale. One is Journey to the Akashic Records, where you meet your Akashic guides and get answers from your masters, teachers, and loved ones in the Akashic Records. And the second is a full moon grounding ceremony which brings you back into your body so you can live in alignment with your truest, highest, most authentic self. If you're curious or want any more information on these events, or if you want to sign up because you know it's going to be amazing, you can head to the link in the show notes or visit the link in my Instagram bio at this consciousness. And while you're on Instagram, go ahead and follow at Creating Consciousness Pod for all the latest and greatest on the podcast. Now, without further ado, Keely Miracle. Hi, Keely. Welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. I'm really excited to dive in today because we have a lot of interesting topic points that I think A lot of people who are awakening to their spiritual gifts have probably had a lot of the same uh, experiences you've had. And Mm -hmm. I feel your story will really help them tap into their gifts and open up to them fully. And you have a lot of information to share. So thank (laughs) you for taking the time. I'm very grateful. I am grateful too. And I know after the eclipse, this whole eclipse corridor, a lot of people will be having these moments where they're awakening to different things. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, even when it just started, it was like, okay, massive shifts, major space being created for so much more uh-huh. to come in. What's happening to me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're listening a couple episodes back, there is a episode all about eclipse season and how you can navigate that. We'll link that in the show notes as well. So you have that, but switching gears, Keely, let's go ahead, dive in. Let's get to know your spiritual identity. So your big three Zodiac, (laughs) your human design, any other modality that has helped you understand yourself in some type of way. Yeah. So Back when I was deep in the throes of capitalism, uh, <laughs> Myers-Briggs right? Briggs was really incredible for me because it felt like it understood me, but I am an ENFP, the campaigner, uh, <laughs> which definitely, it definitely tracks with who I am. Uh, my big three, Scorpio rising, Aquarius sun, Capricorn moon. Oh, amazing. And I have a Capricorn stellium in the third house and an Aquarius stellium in the fourth house. Mm, wow. So I'm always going to have a weird home, but it's, it's nice. <laughs> I love that though. I love that though. You seem to, to flow with that. Yeah. I think it, it, it balances me out mm-hmm. with human design. I really love actually, I just got that reading done finally. Cause I had my Jovian archive, but oh, Mary cool. Smiley, she's London based. She's a great HD reader. She went all through all of my weird gates, but I am a 5-1 sacral generator. Me too. I didn't realize. Okay. <laughs> no way. Nice to meet you. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. <laughs> yes. So, so many modalities, way too many to name, but that those, I think those will suffice. ADHD. That's an identity. That's an identity. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) We're both there. We both have that one. (laughs) Yes. But I think what the HD piece for me is I never used to live my life from the place of the full body. Yes. Which was so out of alignment with me. So now that I do, things have really started flowing. So Geely, let's hear a little bit more about your work and how you got to where you are now in your intuitive career. Yeah. So I am Keely Miracle. I am the mind mapping healer, the black girl's intuitive. I am, (laughs) I actually studied neuroscience. So Hmm. I started crafting the system to help people get to their healing a little bit faster without going through some of the roadblocks that I did. So I really have crafted a career on really helping people understand themselves, map who they are, and really get settled into that so that they can make decisions from that place and like blossom in a way that they choose. So that includes not just understanding yourself, but understanding ancestry and all sorts of whatever happenings went on all down the line and whatever is affecting you and the lessons that you took from that. So that is how I have built this practice that really helps a lot of women. And I love that for me. (laughs) I love that for you too. That's beautiful. Would you say that a lot of your own healing journey is reflected in the work you're doing now? Absolutely. 
because I have, I had such an experience, such a like a process of getting to a place where I felt like certain things worked for me and finding modalities that clicked that because I've had those experiences and the ones that I've really liked, I've gotten, you know, training in, I am able to help people. And something interesting happens when you're doing your own healing work, because you're always healing as, you know, an intuitive worker or as a business owner, you have to learn your own landscape and see how you're shifting as you grow, as you shift, whatever. And I always encounter clients who are usually where I was. So Mm -hmm. it helps me help them get yeah because people aren't looking necessarily for you to be the expert they are looking for you to be helpful so that is what I am able to do and I am an expert in certain modalities but (laughs) I'm able to help what I find really interesting is on your website you call yourself the accidental intuitive how did you come to this name and what was really an accident along your journey yes so I mentioned that I, I mentioned being embroiled in capitalism earlier on. <laughs> I, you know, was very much set on a path by, I would say, my parents. And mm-hmm. I continued to make choices that aligned with that. But I used to make survival-based choices. And I used to, I'm very ambitious to this day, but I used to think that success had to look a certain way for me. So how I started, I I actually began being interested in healing work as a kid. And I thought that meant I had to go become a doctor. And then Mm -hmm. I had my squirrel moment. I was like, oh, tech is really cool. And I don't think I want to be a doctor, but I still want to help people. And I still want to heal people. And then I thought, okay, well, I need to use resources to help black women and children. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go make a pot of money. And then I may sit back for a year and write this book, or I'm just going to keep making a pot of money and use it to, to, for philanthropy, basically. Mm -hmm. But it all felt like an accident when I started getting deeper into the intuitive work, I had an experience that triggered like a real ego death within me. I met somebody and I don't know if you want to go into past life stuff, but I knew this fan and I met him and it was chaotic Mm. and it really ripped me down to the studs. And I was like, who am I? Who am I trying to be? Is this going to make me happy? And a lot of that work is put off until middle age, especially in the United States. And by then you're taught that it's too late. Mm-hmm. So I had this experience pretty much right as I was about to jump into tech after school and it was all quote unquote, an accident. <laughs> I had had Claire's my whole life, but Claire cognizance, I knew, but I thought I was crazy. People would always come to me because I always had an answer. I always knew what was going to happen. I always knew that's not a good move because my gut would tell me. And I could usually see how it would play out the wrong way or the way that they didn't want it to. And 
that's why people started coming to me asking me, well, what do you think about this? And because I was able to understand people and kind of break down the whole corporate America thing, people started coming to me like, well, what do you think about this fit? Do you think this would be a good fit mm -hmm. for me? Um, how should I word this? And I have a talent with words, but <laughs> like, how should I word this? So that is how it kind of manifested in more concrete ways. But then the Claire started getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. I was having dreams. I was um, hearing things. And of course, my grandmother who had sight was actually diagnosed with schizophrenia later in her life after a traumatic experience, after a traumatic spiritual mm. experience actually. And she was diagnosed with schizophrenia. So I started hearing voices and I was terrified. So I was like, I don't know if I can embrace this. Is something wrong with me? Do I need to go get help? And of course, this whole time I was studying neuroscience. So I knew what certain things looked like. I had the neuropsych background. So I was like, okay, do I need a pill? Do I need help? Yeah. Is, this, is there more in my psychological cocktail that needs tweaking? And it just kept going. And then eventually, I'm very proud of myself for this. I talked to my mom and I told her what was going on. And then she goes, oh yeah, I, I know things too. And then she tells me, yeah, both of your grandmothers knew things too. Mm. And then she tells me all of my great grandmothers <laughs> knew things too. And one of my great grandmothers was like an herb woman. The other one was a midwife. And it's hilarious because I wanted to be an OBGYN at one point. That was my thing, black women and children. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, one great grandmother was an herb woman from a clan that had been herb people as long as you can trace back first peoples from Trinidad. Wow. And it's like, I, <laughs> so it was all accidental, oh. but it was by design. Right? The kills that I have right now. It was all <laughs> accidental, but it was by somebody else's, something else's design. To me, it felt like I was falling into this place where I knew things, but what yeah. do you do with it at that point? My mother who knew things, yeah. she literally worked in insurance for 40 something years she could tell, you know, you have that radar. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I know when you're lying about this, that's a useful skill right. in insurance, but it's not intuitive work. And she had been taught systemically not to trust herself. Yeah. So I was really grateful for her for telling me like, oh, you're not crazy. This is just a thing that we have. I wish I had been warned about it, but who knows if I had the capacity to know about it back then. So it was an accident, but it's where I am now. And I'm very grateful. And because there was a lot of ancestral patterning happening between your great grandmothers, especially the, in, in the, um, for lack of a better word, uh, feminine energy mm -hmm. side of your family. Yes. Did you ever have that moment or lack of trust like your mother did? Because if you have this ability tracing backwards ancestrally and forward, obviously. Mm -hmm. Did that lack of trust also follow suit? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It took me years. I think sometimes I still have days where I'm very firm in my ability. Like, okay, I know what I don't know will be revealed to me. I'm going to 
still myself and move according to what I know I'm going to get aligned, et cetera. But I just started trusting myself to the point where it's that unshakable. And of course you still have days where you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) We're human. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is okay. So I feel like there was a lot of, in my family line, dimming that knowledge, dimming that light, dimming that ability to help. Uh, My grandmother became a politician and she helped people very directly with charity and all that stuff. And like, just like being an ear for people and creating change in that way. But that is how she used her stuff. So I knew that there could be practical applications for it. Uh, But I also knew that it was time for me to really step out of the shadows because it felt like something that had been taken from us mm-hmm. um, and trust was trust replaced it. I mean, lack of trust replaced mm-hmm. that knowledge, that ability to be that ability to move through the world in that way. It's so important that the listeners hear this, especially with your mom and your grandmother about how, even though they were intuitive, they still showed up and applied their intuitive abilities in a practical, mm-hmm. uh, capitalistic <laughs> setting, yes. right? They're working for corporations, big businesses, mm-hmm. but they're still putting their intuitive gifts to work. So if you're listening and you're wanting to tap into your intuitive gifts and your abilities, that doesn't mean you have to quit your day job and, um, right. You know, you know, be stepping into intuitive work is hard. It's it not is. easy. Yeah. So you can still, you know, be a lawyer, but still use your intuitive gifts to help carry you through that. Anything can be an intuitive business. It doesn't mean you have to become a practitioner. Exactly. I completely agree. I, it's really about embodying yourself. Everything else is secondary. So if you embody, if you're embodying yourself and then that self tells you, okay, I need to be working with other people. Mm-hmm. You say, okay. I accept that. How should I be working with other people? You get the guidance, you move accordingly. It doesn't have to be a pressure-filled situation. It can feel that way in the moment, but it does not have to be that way. So it's just like, accept yourself, take the time, align, understand the lineage, understand where you want to go. Yeah. Speaking of lineage... (laughs) Something that is always passed down through generations is trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's something that a lot of us don't really like to look at. Uh, but we, some of us find ourselves growing up and thinking, wow, I'm turning into one of my parents more <laughs> and more every single day. And I mean, look, that is like, I think one of the ultimate identifiers that mm-hmm. patterns and conditionings are being passed down. But Trauma is passed down from generation to generation. And I know a lot of the work you do Mm -hmm. is within the the lineage. How is this trauma passed down from generation? And how does ancestral trauma affect us as cognizant Mm -hmm. and sentient beings? Yeah. So there is, there's the metaphysics of it and the metaphysics of it can be measured scientifically. So There are epigenetic changes. We've had a million studies talking about epigenetics, um, but they're basically biological changes, chemical changes to your DNA uh, that 
our response to the lived experiences of the people ahead of you. We've had old wives tales about this forever. If you are stressed during your pregnancy, the baby quote unquote comes out angry. I've heard that said, or the baby will be anxious. Oh yeah. And there's a real basis to it. And we've only recently begin to, begun to measure it in ways that are socially acceptable. But it doesn't mean that it hasn't been happening for a long time. And even if your parents, even if your grandparents don't necessarily tell you all of their experiences, you may be recreating it. You may be atoning for it. You may be living it again. You may be passing it on. It may not be you. It may be your kids. Yeah. And that's why like that truth telling to yourself and going to the source because your unconscious mind always knows. Mm-hmm. And I know you know, miss this consciousness. <laughs> but your unconscious mind is always holding, holding on to these things. And if your conscious mind is telling you to do something and your unconscious mind is telling you to do something else, you're going to be out of alignment. You're going to be in distress because they're not congruent. So how can you expect a congruent outcome, a positive outcome of what you're trying to do, who you're trying to be, if you haven't gotten clear on what's buried in your unconscious mind? It's not going to work. And I did this for years. Like, it's not going to work. Never does. Stop trying to make fetch happen. (laughs) It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Not even with all of the Y2K trends coming back, fetch is never going to happen. You're trying to make fetch happen. You're going to talk therapy, which is awesome. But a lot of talk therapy is dealing with your conscious mind. Mm -hmm. And hopefully the iceberg of your unconscious mind is poking up into your conscious mind so it can be addressed. But in terms of going deep, that's what I'm able to do very directly with my like blend of modalities. But it's important to understand how you are acting out things that are in the background. So many people don't realize that they don't, they don't pay attention or step outside of themselves and see how they're acting or how their triggers and patterns affect them Mm -hmm. because a pattern, right. Shows up for it to be broken, but we can live within that same loop and that cycle over and and over again until you learn the lesson. Some people don't get to learn the lesson in a whole lifetime. Like, yeah. And we're blessed now because we are able to speak to ourselves. Um, the discourse about mental health is changing, even though it's, you know, it's getting it's getting pop, which is good, but it can make things a little surface. Definitely. And that can be a problem because you cannot necessarily meditate your way out of unconscious trauma. Mm-hmm. It, you, maybe you can, but it's going to take you a really long time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There are other ways to do it to, to, to you know, simplify the process, right. make it more direct. Yes. And you have, you have action that you're going to need to take once you get the guidance. So mm-hmm. That part is where a lot of people can struggle because if you've only seen a particular thing, and this is again, ancestral, social, if you've only seen one way of being, then it's very difficult to imagine another way. It's very difficult to act in that way. 
I'll say one of the biggest issues I have with the wellness and spiritual communities is that the integration piece for so many people is missing. Uh-huh. It's I did the ayahuasca. I <laughs> I sat in a Vipassana meditation for however long the Vipassana is. Mm-hmm. And it's about what they did in that moment or what they experienced in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then they continue living their life the same way they were prior to those ceremonies or rituals. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, <laughs> that's not it. It's not going to work. You miss, the, you miss the point. Yeah. And it's the same way with going to the unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Eastern religious traditions and spiritual traditions that get co-opted, what gets missing is that this is a holistic thing. It's, it's a way of being. It's not necessarily a couple of rituals. It's a way of being. So people miss that piece. And like, I get the criticism. I get the criticism. It's exactly what you're saying. Um, And that part for me is where understanding how the brain works as much as we do, not much, because it's this big blob and we're still confused Mm -hmm. and it's not, and not everybody's the same, but understanding some of the principles about how the brain works really helps because you need to start building habits. You need to start changing the way you react to certain situations. And that is spiritual and it's also physical. So it's got to happen. And that's integration. Exactly. What is one way that people can begin reprogramming their trauma or breaking patterns that just keep repeating? Mm -hmm. So how a lot of people get caught in a cycle of repeating a cycle, well, (laughs) in a cycle of repeating a pattern is that they're not fully aware. They notice when it blows up, but the little pieces are diffuse. (laughs) Like, you know, suddenly I'm here. So one thing I always recommend with my clients, and maybe this is because I like words, but keep a journal. Everybody says it and, and it's tiring to hear but it matters. Keep a journal, whether it's a voice note thing that you're doing, a video journal you want to keep. You have to be aware of how it is that you're being, what it is that you're doing throughout time. So that way you can identify any patterns. Or if you want to, get some support and backform how you got to a place. So keeping track of the pattern really, really matters. So how you're doing that is I identify the feeling okay, this situation has blown up. It's blown up in a way that I can recognize because I have seen this. I've felt this before. I've experienced this before. This person made me feel like this, even though nobody makes you feel anything, but that's another thing that we'll get to. (laughs) This, This person makes me feel like this when they do this. And somebody has done this to me before. So if you look back, Just keep pulling on the thread, keep pulling on the thread and you may find out this is the first time I believe that this has happened. So when I'm doing timeline therapy, I literally ask the unconscious mind, what is the first time that you remember feeling this? It can be past life. It can be generational. It can be in your lifetime. It can be, well, you know, one time I wanted to cuddle with my dad and I was three and he shrugged me off because he was tired. But of course I didn't understand it as that. I felt rejected and I felt unloved. 
So I'm having this breakup. And right now I feel really unworthy and really unloved. And I'm feeling that sense of inadequacy again. And why does this keep happening to me? Why do I keep experiencing this? You note the feeling, you pull the thread, you try to find the instances that's happened. And then once you find an, an instance, it doesn't need to be the first, it doesn't need to be the last, an instance where it's happened, you can usually find the little steps that got you to that place, the little flags that you missed, the actions that you took, the first time you felt inadequate, this guy decided, he said we were gonna go get dinner, never called me again, or didn't call me until two days later or texted me as a matter of fact. And I was hurt, I was upset. <laughs> we kept it going though, because I wanted to be worthy and I wanted to be loved and I wanted to be accepted, not rejected. So I thought if I gave him time and space, he would love me, accept me, whatever. That's a common one. Um, but it can be this job is making me feel all of these things and I'm not happy. I wake up every day and I'm miserable. Okay. Well, when's the first time you got the message that that was an acceptable way to go through your life? Was it watching your parents? Was it say your granddad who worked himself to death and never, never said a word about it. You never had that conversation, never talked about work with granddad. You just know that he was there. He retired. Then he was gone. <laughs> you could have internalized oh wait no this is my function this is my purpose this is the way of being this is what's acceptable so I'm gonna do it and if you're keeping track and you don't like the outcome of whatever situation is, has arisen whatever blow up has arisen you'll know the steps that you started to take to get there and if you know at least one of them you can start repatterning that you can start shifting the behavior with that and maybe you'll get a piece of the outcome the next time, or maybe you'll eradicate it completely. We don't know what the chain is, but if you pull on it, you're gonna figure it out. Um, so <laughs> all of that is to say, start keeping track of how you feel, whether that's, I find people who don't like to journal, they like leaving voice notes for themselves or taking videos or even writing uh, writing a text to a friend. So if you open your notes app and you go, well, I'm feeling dear so-and-so or dear nobody, I'm feeling like this. And you have that conversation, like it's with a friend, you're going to have a record of it. And then you're even going to have a date. Technology makes some of this really easy. It can distance us from ourselves, but it can also help us get closer. So you're going to have a date. You're going to have a record. You're going to know how you feel and you're going to know how you felt leading up to that. And sometimes you'll identify some triggers, some behaviors that you can change, some assumptions that you've made, limiting beliefs that you've held. And it helps you start to repattern because it's just little shifts. I think people think that they're going to, this happens, but I think people think they're going to wake up one day, everything's going to be different. Yeah. It's like, it's like a bump on the head kind of situation when that happens. It's never yeah. like, we usually make big shifts through a lot of little changes that we haven't recognized or acknowledged. Yeah. We don't ratify our change enough. Right. And 
<laughs> it can keep us in loops. It's the little changes that we make that make the biggest difference. If you can stay consistent about writing your affirmations every morning with your morning cup of coffee and merging those two habits together, that's going to create mm-hmm. the the new change for you moving forward. It's going to be so much more it's significant yeah, than like the big change that you make which is going to be harder yeah. to continue to implement. And adding things that adding those things that you want to do to the things that you already like to do. That matters. Like I don't know, some people have a relationship with coffee and they're like, I need it. Uh-huh. Or it can be, you know, I really enjoy this cup of coffee and I like having it every morning. And you know what, while I'm doing this, I'm just going to reflect a little bit. That will produce a change. And a lot more mindfulness too. Yeah. And, and it's, it's again, like you said, the little changes, I, again, people will think that it's, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be completely different. Or they think that with a habit, you have to go all in, Mm -hmm. you've got to give it your all. And if you fail a little bit, it's done. You can't get back. If you set the intention and you do a piece of the action you're going to be further than you were than if you thought, oh, healing has to be hard. Healing has to be difficult. Mindfulness has to be all sorts of rituals. People are mindful in the shower. Shower thoughts are a phenomenon for a reason. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let yourself be. Yeah. The energy and intention you put behind the quote unquote work really can change the trajectory trajectory of where you're going. For example, I, a lot of my work is rooted in shadow work. I don't like to call it work Mm -hmm. because we hear the word work and we think, oh, fuck work. Sometimes we hear exercise and it's like, oh, I don't want to (laughs) exercise. So it's, it's self-love being able to do this. You know, I have you know, I have a workbook, self-love in the show. No way. That's why I started screaming when I, when you first, when I first like encountered you, I was like, yes, she's for me. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Uh, yeah. We'll have to link that in the show notes then too. Absolutely. So people can access that because that would be amazing for people to, to dive into. Yeah. But I, I and you're a great writer. Different. So thank you. <laughs> even better. Thank you. I'm a mind mapper, but yeah. So for the people who want to begin ancestral repatterning and reprogramming, yet perhaps they were adopted Mm -hmm. or they didn't live within close proximity of their actual parents or their grandparents, or they didn't know their grandparents. Mm -hmm. How can they navigate it? Because I know I've had clients that have been in those situations and, and we've worked a certain way. Um, but what we find is that the the trauma still shows up. It's like it lives yep. in the body, even though you're disconnected yes. by thousands of miles or you never even met them. Never knew them. Yeah. Right. This is the intuitive piece that really helps. Your unconscious mind knows um, what's going on. They know your blood family, your family of quote unquote origin. And they also know your lived family the family of your heart. So you are taking lessons, environmental <laughs> environmental lessons from the family of your heart. That's pretty much a guarantee. Nurture does matter. <laughs> but your unconscious mind also does know like what's in your blood. Yeah. They do. 
I mean, it, it does. <laughs> it's very aware. It's very aware. And often I find with my clients who have been adopted, they still have guides. Of course. <laughs> from that family. They still have guides from that family. And they'll be like, well, I respond to this this way. And nobody who I've grown up with responds to this like this. And usually there's a piece there, a piece of the puzzle. And I'm really firm about people who have been adopted. You don't have to want to know about your birth family. You don't have to want to connect with them. You don't have to want to find them. You're not missing anything. You're already whole. That's such an important note. Yes, because I, I don't want people walking around feeling hollow. And I've seen that. I've seen that show up as a wound. Yeah. But you're already whole. Do you want to know a little bit more of what's making up this whole you? And if so, just take it little by little, exploratory. And of course, this is one situation where I'm like, I definitely recommend support. Yeah. <laughs> just because it helps with the parsing and it helps with feeling held. Mm-hmm. Like we exist in these family constellations and some people's look different. Some people's are, are just much wider, much ex- more expansive yeah. and that's okay. That's actually really beautiful. But just as ancestry can bestow trauma, it can bestow gifts. So you may be tapped into a gift that <laughs> you didn't know you had. You're like, why am I so good at this? Why do I like this? Why have I always been attracted to it? And you may not be able to find the record for it, but you'll be able to know sort of where it comes from and make more sense of it. It's always about making more sense of your whole you. And that's why like modalities such as astrology and human design are so important because we learn so much about them, but there's also so much you can still learn without having those modalities in the picture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's all within you already. And there's all these external things that are helpful, but can also add unnecessary fluff, especially if you don't <laughs> know anxiety. your birth time exactly. And so oh my much God. anxiety. My I'm God. Like, Why? <laughs> yes. It's like this piece of the puzzle may be revealed to you in another way. It doesn't have to be yeah. one way. And I think we get attached to learning things one way. We get attached to being one way. And the attachment is sometimes it's energetic stagnation, looking like stability. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just, we know what we know and we're comfortable with that. And then when we see crazes, like certain modalities, yeah. having resurgences, we feel left out and that's an acceptance piece, but that's another thing. <laughs> totally. <laughs> we, we feel left out and we want to know more, but it's like, chances are you've already had it show up in your life. So you're welcome to learn more about it. Yeah. Are you open enough to learn more about it? Exactly. Are you willing? Exactly. Does it matter to you? Exactly. If it doesn't matter to you, keep it pushing. Yeah. But if it matters to you and you're like, I want to do something differently. And in order for me to do something differently, I want to understand what I have been doing and where I am coming from. Go for it. That's the intention. It doesn't matter how hard it is. It doesn't matter how messy it is. It's like, do I want this? Because messy will usually show up regardless. Exactly. 
you're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're probably going to scream, <laughs> but Hey, you're healing, you're learning, you're getting to know yourself better. And that's what matters. Mm-hmm. We have shared a couple hot takes in this episode without identifying them as hot takes, mm-hmm. but I love a hot take. Do you have <laughs> any more hot takes about this work? Uh, the wellness or spiritual communities or really just any hot takes in general? Um, well, I've alluded to this <laughs> as you've identified. Uh, I have a hot belief that they're going to get the pitchforks out for. Um, I don't think healing has to be hard. Amen. Amen. I don't. <laughs> um, and in fact, I think a lot of the reason people think healing is hard is because they're either not fully committed to the change, fully committed to the outcome. Um, it looks attractive and they definitely do want it, but they're not comfortable with how things will shift around to get there. Um, and there's also this aspect of why I think the mind mapping is so important and getting deep with the intuitive stuff is so important. It's like not every modality is going to work for you. And if you spend years racketing through different modalities, of course, you're going to say healing is hard. You're going to believe that healing is hard. And I don't think that you're broken mm-hmm. in the first place. So <laughs> with healing, I like to think of it as like understanding your wholeness better. You're not broken. And I don't think healing has to be hard. They're like, I am not okay, but I'm <laughs> like, I'm not okay while I am waiting for this miraculous change to come over me and every modality is going to offer me this miraculous change. But it's like, you are the power. You're the ultimate power. You're the ultimate authority. And I like to tell my clients, I'm the tour guide. Yeah. I'm going to help you map. I'm going to take you through the modalities that I know. I'm going to recommend the modalities that I think will really work for you. And I'm going to identify things that you may need to do, which is aligned action. Yeah. And you can decide how you want to go about it. You can decide how you want to use that information. So it's important for people to commit to, I'm like, okay, this this is going to require some change. And anytime you're doing something new, your brain will kick up anxiety just because that's natural Anxiety is a protective mechanism. It's not anything there to hurt you. It's a manifestation of of a reaction. You're brushing up against something. It's a manifestation. So if it's getting triggered all the time and your body is getting triggered when you're anxious, then of course it's going to pose a problem and it's going to feel negative. It's going to feel like a bad thing that's just on you, but it's a manifestation to brushing up against something. Mm -hmm. And if you're brushing up against something and you understand what that is, you may feel a little bit more friendly. (laughs) Yeah. I am thinking about a time when I went um, snorkeling (laughs) in Australia. I was a kid. This is my one Lux trip. Uh, (laughs) I went snorkeling in Australia. My grandmother actually sent me because she was big on me seeing the world. Mm -hmm. And I went snorkeling and this great wrasse, which is this massive fish, it's like over 10 feet long. Oh my God. Pretty. Yeah. But massive. Massive. 
And of course, I'm looking at the coral. I'm like, this is cool. And it brushes up against me. It's not going to eat me. It doesn't eat things like me. It doesn't even have the teeth to eat me. But like, (laughs) I was nervous. I was anxious. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, nope. I'm never going into this soup again. I tried it. This is not going to (laughs) work. Get me out of here. And then I was like, wait, I did see the picture. They have like a little guidebook on the boat of things you may see down there. Okay, it's not gonna eat me. Mm. Okay, (laughs) it's okay. Right. It's just this wondrous thing that I'm next to. I got scared for a second, I'm okay. (laughs) That story right there is the perfect way of showing how the healing work is easy. Because the more you do it, the more you're able to just consciously reframe in the moment. Absolutely. It's practice. This practice. Practice makes close (laughs) to perfect. I will never say practice makes perfect. It makes close to perfect. (laughs) But what a great story. Thank you. With the anxiety piece and healing being hard, when you're anxious and your sympathetic nervous system is activated and you're keyed up, you're looking for the threat, the threat showed up, it's hard for you to be able to start putting the pieces back together to make sense of the picture, to do that reframing work. And that is also why a lot of modalities like Reiki and breath work are taking off because it allows you to return to that PNS, to that healing, to that deactivation (laughs) of the, ah, so that is really critical. And that's where you have to be to do that healing work. So it's important to start to take the edge off and then go deeper. That's why, you know, the journaling in the morning, though, with the coffee, all of that stuff, you've just come out from your, (laughs) from your PNS, you're starting to wake up. Don't get yourself upset first thing in the morning. Don't look on your phone first thing in the morning. I know it's tempting. I know you want to see what you missed out on while you were asleep, but it's like, give yourself a little time to adjust to being you. And I think we're so overstimulated all of the time that it's hard to start shifting into that reframe mode. Amen. Oh, you said it perfectly. Something that's so simple is that's a hot take really shouldn't, (laughs) really shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a hot take, right? (laughs) very, it should not be a hot take. And it took me so long because I would be angry. I would be like, well, why would you say that healing is easy? I'm having a really hard time. But the whole thing is I had made like traumas that I had gone through my entire identity. Mm -hmm. So of course it felt like (sighs) to be different. That's my pterodactyl noise. Wow. (laughs) I thought I was watching Jurassic Park for a second. (laughs) Hey, it was really good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So Keely, do you have anything coming up that the audience needs to be made aware of or how people can keep in touch or in contact with you? Yes. So I am Keely Miracle on everything. My Twitter is a little bit different. I do have a Keely Miracle Twitter, (laughs) but my Twitter is at Miracle Du Jour, Miracle of the Day. Mm. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and wait, we have to we have to share this for the audience, but your last name 
is actually Miracle. My middle name is Miracle. I'm a Miracle baby. Oh, no way. Yep. Oh, no way. I didn't realize it was your middle name. For- yes. I thought it was your last name. Oh, my God, name. I wish. <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. Nope. Plain old Samson. <laughs> Still so, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an ancestral thing, too. <laughs> my mom tried my parents tried to have me for 12 years um <gasps> no went way. through multiple failed rounds of IVF uh my grandmother died I was conceived the same week no way <laughs> the chills I have and like the sweat that's coming from me right now is insane yeah um so oh. that happened um but <laughs> And you are very deserving of that name. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's like after wow. all that. Yeah. And I, I it's weird because I, I am almost like a fertility talisman these days. Like <laughs> for some, I don't know who, I don't know if somebody posted me somewhere, but all of a sudden I have all these like clients who are struggling with infertility and then they come to me and we have five new babies this year coming. Incredible incredible and I actually think that's such an important thing just that I want to jump off of is that Mm -hmm. a lot of the people if you are struggling beside to to conceive aside from um you know other scientific infertility issues a lot of the times like the universe is energetic yeah the energetics the universe is waiting until there's some sort of healing work that has been done you have to be ready and an opening and exactly All of Keely's information is going to be linked in the show notes. So you will be able to catch up and stay in contact with her. Keely, to close us out, I do have one last question for you. What is the biggest lesson you have learned on your journey so far? It's okay to be exactly who I am. Uh, We waste a lot of time Mm -hmm. trying to shift ourselves out of who we are trying to be more palatable for usually we don't know who (laughs) or what and a lot of the hesitation in my own healing journey a lot of the stalls were because I was afraid of becoming who I was becoming I was afraid of not identifying with my Mm. trauma because I knew how to act that way And I was afraid, like, what if I really am that out there? What if I really am that different? Um, Is it okay to be different? Because I've seen that people who are different, they're not always rewarded for it, but is it okay to be me? And I realized that I was making myself physically sick, mentally sick, spiritually sick Mm -hmm. every time I tried to not be myself. And I got really tired of it. So the biggest lesson is that it's perfectly okay to be whoever it is that you are. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful. It's a blessing. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Rebecca. Oh, of course. All of Keely's information is linked in the show notes. Keely, thank you so much for being on the podcast, sharing your story, sharing so much scientific and intuitive wisdom with us. I am so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for you, Rebecca. Thank you for having this work, this body of work that's so helpful and you can dive in and there are a lot of topics and 
all of the guests are really qualified and it's just a really great slice of healing. And I am very grateful to be a part of it. Thank you. I can't wait for people to hear your episode. We will talk soon. (laughs) Yes. Talk soon. Bye. Before we wrap up today's episode, it is time for the weekly intuitive reading. And today I was drawn to the Morgan's Tarot deck, which is a 60s new age counterculture oracle deck. And it's weird. I'm not gonna lie. And that weirdness was confirmed with the two cards I pulled. I pulled Freak and far out. And before you turn off the episode because you're offended that the oracle deck is calling you a freak and telling you that it's far out, dude, don't worry. You're not a freak. These cards want you to know that you are uniquely you. There is not a soul out there like you. And right now, if you are in a time of trouble or uncertainty, the best way through it is to lean into your truth, to what is true for you. The situation you are experiencing right now feels foreign to you because you haven't experienced it before. But Spirit is guiding me to share that this isn't the first time you face adversity or had to overcome an obstacle in your life. There were useful skills that you learned in the past that you can apply to this very thing, this very moment. And I'm going to tell you that one of the skills you've learned is how to trust yourself to navigate through. And know what's really far out is that you are so divinely guided on the path you are on. You have this support system of cheerleaders on the other side cheering you on and guiding you. And even when it feels that the support system around us, perhaps our family or friends are absent, know that your masters, teachers, loved ones, angels, guides, they are all there cheering you on. And so today, I invite you to ask for a sign. There is a reason why I was drawn to this deck that speaks a lot about magic and things that are a little different Because leaning into your spirituality is something that is different. Not a lot of people are open and willing to embrace their truth. But if this is true for you, lean in. Ask for this sign. And when you receive it, affirm it. Express your gratitude and know and trust in your divine magic and your connection to source. I could keep going, but I'm not going to because you hear, you understand, and you receive the message. But the most important thing is that after you have received this sign, you have expressed your gratitude and you have affirmed it, is to also affirm to yourself, I am safe to be seen. I keep discovering new ways of honoring myself and expressing myself. Let's say it again, but together this time. 
I am safe to be seen. I keep discovering new ways of honoring myself and expressing myself. Affirm this affirmation to yourself as many times as you need. And if you need it typed out so you can read it, that is in the show notes. So today, ask for that sign. Ask for a sign every single day of the week and recite this affirmation every single day of the week. That is going to help you create those new neural pathways and just trust, trust, trust. That's something you can't teach. You have to learn through your own experience. You have to reprogram your trauma to step into a place of trust. You've got this. Remember, you are loved, you are supported, you are divinely guided, and you are creating consciousness. I'll be back next week with another episode of Creating Consciousness for you. In the meantime, if you want to stay in touch, you can go ahead and follow me on Instagram at This Consciousness or on the podcast Instagram page at Creating Consciousness Pod. But if you want to stay really up to date and just make my day or life really, sign up for my email list. The email list hears about everything first. They get exclusive access to certain discounts and I just prefer email. I'm going to go ahead and link a ton of freebies in the show notes for you to gain access to when you sign up for my email list. Uh, The best freebie, in my opinion, is the one where you get a free oracle card reading. So sign up for that, get a free oracle card reading, and you'll get access to my weekly emails. Anyway, I will be back next week, and I am so looking forward to connecting with you again. Don't be a stranger. Say hi on social media. Send me an email. I look forward to chatting with you. Until next week, conscious creators. (laughs) 